everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Fandom Report. I'm your host, Catherine Mora, and this week I'm joined by the lovely Hannah. Yay! Uh, thank, thank you so you. much. No, thank you for joining me. I'm so excited about this. Like when you said so yes, excited. I was like, oh my God, yeah. And I was like really hoping that, because when we when I invited you on, I was like, oh, I want you to come on to talk about episodes three and four of Hawkeye. And I was like crossing yeah. my fingers, like hoping like Yelena was going to make an appearance and it yes. worked out perfectly. Yes, I've, I had thought for like several weeks because I know that things normally get like crazy around episodes four and five or like mm -hmm. that's normally what has happened with the shows in the past and I was like maybe they'll sneak Yelena into episode four and then it happened it and happened. like perfect timing. Yes, absolutely. I Because so watching episode four like we we knew she was going to show up at some point because like that teaser that they released that showed like the person in the mask with like the green eyes and everything. And I, you know, everybody on the internet was like, oh, it's Yelena. It's Yelena from like from the comics. And so I was like, okay, yeah. please be in episode four. Please be in episode four. Yes. So. Oh gosh. And, and the fact that I knew that it was going to happen, like I knew whenever she was fighting with Clint and whenever um, she was in, she was in Maya's apartment. And then mm -hmm. Clint was like, well, then who am I fighting? I was like, nope, this is it. It's about to happen. Everybody yes. shut up. Like, got so excited. It's, it's like that TikTok audio where it's like, somebody sedate me. Somebody sedate me. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what was happening. <laughs> so, okay. So let's, um, let's backtrack a little bit. So we're here to talk about episodes three and four of Hawkeye. So we'll, we'll, we'll come back. We're definitely going to come back to Yelena and that, that fight in episode four, but let's backtrack a little bit to episode three. What were your like initial thoughts after watching that episode? I, well, the first one, and I feel like it's like the major takeaway from episode three is the uncle that, that would, that was a huge thing. Yes. Um, also just like, I think the the thing that I paid attention to the most, and especially like when I went back and watched it, um, like all the little references back to like the comics, like I didn't notice the first time there were like, um, like their moving trucks or whatever. It was like, uh, it was like trust a bro moving company or something along those lines, like just the little things that like stood out to me. And um, but no, I feel like, I feel like the big thing from episode three was like, who's the uncle and like all oh yeah so so you know and for those of you who are watching slash listening to us if you listen to this podcast before have been on my tiktok you know that I like I'm obsessed with the Netflix Daredevil and really hoping yes. that Vincent D'Onofrio will come back as Kingpin we know that Charlie <sighs> Cox is going to come back as Daredevil yes. at some point so that that it was like not even a second where where uncle is like quote unquote on screen and you oh, hear yeah. him chuckle and I'm like that chuckle was 100% Vincent D'Onofrio. It has like, to be. It has to be. It's just it was too you can't bring in with the hand like the the big hand and mm -hmm. then like the black suit mm -hmm. and the chuckle the chuckle did us in and I was like you can't just you can't just do that and then not bring Vincent D'Onofrio in like it has exactly. to happen. Exactly and like the whole thing somebody like I saw enhance that screenshot of like his his hand on on Maya's cheek and they were like I'm pretty sure that's like a cuff link on on his jacket and it was like a huge thing in season one with with Kingpin like the yeah. storyline with the cufflinks and everything so I'm like it has to be it has to be and it has to be like either the Netflix Kingpin or like a soft reboot of the yeah. Netflix Kingpin like I, I feel like it's just after after what happened with Evan Peters and WandaVision, I would be extremely disappointed if Marvel did yes. this to us again. 
Oh, absolutely. You can't, oh, that Marvel needs to write us all an apology letter for that. Mm-hmm. But that that's mm-hmm. a talk for another time. But like yes, for real, they need to thing. they need to redeem themselves mm-hmm. with this. And I think that you know, just with especially um, like Charlie Cox may or may not be in No Way Home. We figured that out in a week, which is insane <laughs> to me. Um, and then you know the whole um, the whole uh, possibility of Kingpin coming back. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like I feel like Marvel's either because here here's my thing with with like. We'll talk about WandaVision very, very briefly here. Because yeah. WandaVision was originally supposed to come out like the finale a week before Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. That was like the original timeline. But then COVID uh-huh. happened, everything got shifted around. So part of me is almost wondering if like Evan Peters will play a bigger role in Marvel down the line. And if like yeah. the whole Ralph Boner thing is just because like they don't want to give away like whatever multiverse thing was going to happen. Like, a year from now yeah. all the way back in January or February whenever that episode came out so I get it like things got shifted around it happened but I feel yeah. like they're also kind of like well we kind of got a lot of backlash after doing that let's not play any games anymore at this point uh-huh. yes yeah. no more games <laughs> no no it, it, we, especially with like because I in my opinion the Netflix Daredevil is like the best Marvel show ever like I love WandaVision I love Hawkeye you know all the shows are really good in my opinion like Daredevil was like the best show you can't mess around with that I for real and I I kind of feel bad because I'm like hyping up like oh the uncle and oh it's Charlie Cox but like I've only seen season one I need to get on season two and three like it has to happen and especially because like you've you've talked about it so much and how much you love it and then like you're but you're not the only one like so many other people have said like no it is probably the best marvel show Mm -hmm. because it's so like dark and gritty and just like different than than all of the other like movies and shows and everything else that marvel has done yeah yeah because the thing is with daredevil is that it's very like yes it's very good plot wise but it's also very character driven and I feel like that's something that sometimes kind of gets lost with like the Marvel projects in general like it's a lot about like the action and the powers and the special effects like and Daredevil I think because it was like so grounded in reality you know besides the fact that it's you know a blind guy that can fight like a ninja but other than that like it's just very much like grounded in reality and I feel like that's part of like why it works so well yeah 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 I think that that is a thing that gets like if there's one thing that like I kind of have like a bone to pick with Marvel or anything it is sometimes like the action-packed stuff kind of overshadows like the character Mm -hmm. driven moments and like how there was like it they they did it a little bit in Iron Man 3 like kind of touching on like Tony's PTSD and stuff like that but like I want more of that I want more like Mm -hmm character moments like personal moments that's why like episode five of falcon and the winter soldier was one of my favorites just because it was like Mm -hmm. domestic you got to see them kind of doing their own thing that's why in this episode um episode four um like kate and clint um like just messing around in the apartment and like just Mm -hmm. doing everyday normal people things and just it was in being comic accurate clint barton like that was (laughs) so fun to see and i think that in episode three of Hawkeye, the the car chase scene, I feel like they've got a really good balance between the action and like the character, like having yeah. it focus on the characters because 
you know, they have the whole, like Kate and Clint can't really communicate, even though they kind of are communicating because yeah. he lost his hearing aid and just all the commentary coming from like the both of them. I feel like it was yes. an action sequence that really let their characters shine. Yes. And was also I comic accurate. It. Yes. I loved that whole scene. And then like the like upbeat Christmas music in the background, but it was still like, like almost like an action song at the same yes. time. I don't know. It was, it was the perfect song to put in that moment. No, it was there. And they're doing a really good job of like incorporating the Christmas music into like the score. Cause yeah. I feel like every time they do a Christmas song, like whether it's in the car chase scene or like when Kate is like um, sneaking behind Armand to like the black auction yeah. or when they like sneak into like um, Kate's mom's uh, penthouse. Like whenever they use yeah. like, a Christmas song, it like just works perfectly with yes. like the, the action that's happening. Yes. It's, it's just so good. And it makes me wonder, like, I kind of, I really kind of hope that there will be like in the, the season finale or series finale, I'm not sure if we're going to get a season two, hopefully we will, but we'll see Yeah. Um, it, that there'll be like a moment where it's just like total mayhem and action, but they have like Christmas music playing in the background. Yes. Yes. Like imagine like Deck the Halls or, or um, Jingle Bells. And I feel like it honestly, like it fits the tone of the show too, because it's like, it's Christmas time. And it, like, it's the equivalent of Kate walking in to um, Clint's apartment and she has like pizza and all this party stuff. And then she's got like butterfly band-aids and like bruises yes. all over her face. It's like, it, it's perfect. It really, like it, they took the Matt Fraction comics and just like shoved Christmas in there and yes. it's working beautifully. Yes. Like I'm, I was even thinking about this when I was like rewatching um, episode four, the moment where um, Yelena turns around and looks at Kate after her mask gets ripped off. There's like Christmas lights flashing behind her. It's like, it's, oh. it's like a subtle detail, but it's still there. And it's like, yes. this is very much like a Christmas show. And uh -huh. it, it's not, overpowering the story I feel like that's the yeah. thing that I was talking to to a friend of mine she's like I'm not a huge fan of like Christmas movies or Christmas shows like it's not my thing but I was telling her I was like it's not really like Christmas is an element but it doesn't like overpower the story yes. yeah it's kind of like um kind of like the same energy that like Iron Man 3 had like mm -hmm. it takes place at Christmas um to me it technically is a Christmas movie even yes, though it's absolutely. really not um but like, it's still there. It's just not like overpowering, like you said. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it allows for like funny moments like when Clint runs over the Santa. <laughs> and he's like, sorry, Santa. And it just and keeps I'm going. And but like the best part is like the Santa like pops back up. When he afterwards. pops back up, yeah. I know. It was so funny. That was, that's one of my favorite parts. And then the, the, um, the fact that like, she's trying to figure out the trick arrows and she's like, what does this one do? And then like, 20 Christmas trees just like kill kill the tracksuit's car like all at one time and that was that that whole sequence once again that whole fight sequence was so funny and so action-packed it was it was great it, it really was and then like I still found this a little bit funny even though it was like a very serious moment so in episode four when um Yelena throws Kate like over the rooftop and you think like oh my oh. god she's dead but like she's okay she's just hanging there <laughs> and good. you have like the very sad like heavy moment where Clint's you know essentially flashback into to Natasha yeah. but when he cuts Kate's like the cord holding her up she like lands on a bunch of Christmas lights yes yes I saw I thought that that was going to be like such a funny moment mm -hmm. like when I saw behind the scenes yeah. pictures because that was one of the first pictures those were some yeah. of the first pictures released 
Yes. And that's how people were like, oh, yeah, it's set around Christmas and stuff. Yeah. Um, I did not realize it was going to be that deep. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I didn't realize we were about to get a call back to Natasha. But, yeah. you know, Kate, Kate landed in the Christmas lights. So that, yeah. that's She's wonderful. Fine. She's fine. <laughs> She's fine. And like, I'm almost wondering too, like just on that moment, because it makes me wonder like how much people actually know about how Natasha died. Because like, Thinking about the Black Widow after credit scenes, like when Val goes to Yelena and says something like, you know, what this woman did for all of us. So it's like, okay, so people know she like sacrificed herself, but I've seen people kind of debating like whether or not people know like the whole thing about like Clint and Natasha, like how she sacrificed herself to save Clint's life essentially and save everybody else's. Like if they know is like a whole situation, like where they're hanging there, blah, blah, blah. Cause then Val also says something about like the man, like how would you like to go after the man responsible for your sister's death? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, and like, I definitely don't want to like overshadow Tony's death, Mm -hmm. definitely not because like Tony was one of my favorites, but I do feel like a lot of um, emphasis was put on, and like you, we saw it in like Spider-Man Far From Home, how it was just like Tony's face was everywhere. I mean, it was literally a line. It was like, everywhere I go, I see his face. But like, where was like d- Natasha's face? Like, was her face anywhere? Like, did people know about her? So, mm-hmm. and I hadn't really ever thought about that. Like, because everybody, and also because Tony was a celebrity, yes. obviously before, um, Natasha was one of the Avengers, but honestly, like she didn't have the like star power that Tony had, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a really well, good point. I but I wonder point. about that though. I almost wonder about that because I feel like Marvel has been kind of inconsistent about like how famous are the Avengers? Because I there's that one line that Yelena says in Black Widow. She's like, I'm not the the killer who's like on the cover of magazines. The magazine? Yeah. But then at the same time, Natasha, and I get it, she's like the Black Widow. She's a super spy, but she's walking yeah. through the train station and nobody recognizes her. Yeah. And then <laughs> like, there I that is a really good point. Because there there have been a lot of like inconsistencies about that because there was um like in Thor Ragnarok I think and it was like he gets stopped on the street and he's like can you take a picture with us Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. like you said oh that is yeah that's a good point honestly kind of like a little plot hole and everybody like kind of knows who Clint is even though he's supposed to be like a super spy or whatever it's like okay is that like a post end game thing or is that like pre-end game but Uh then people don't know who Sam who Sam is yes yeah. So it's like, okay, what? Because like, and also like in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that kind of like goes back and forth too. Like some people recognize Sam, some people uh-huh. like know who he is, but like can't put their finger on like his name or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a really good point to make. But it honestly, like it's, it, it's going to make me watch out for that a little bit more. Yeah, really. it's something that's been bugging me a lot. Yeah. Because then, okay, because, like, then going back to, like, the whole thing of, like, if people know, like, how Natasha died, was that, like, was Yelena throwing Kate over and, like, not killing her, but, like, having her hang? Was that, like, intentional? Or was that just, like, a coincidence that, like, triggers, like, Hawkeye's PTSD? Like, what's the deal? Oh, gosh. I don't know, which, like, we only got to see a very small part of the conversation that Yelena and Val had in Mm -hmm. the post-credit scene. Yeah. But... I wonder like what all she actually told her and we haven't seen enough of Val yet to like know truly what her intentions are I've heard like 
thunderbolts thrown around. I've heard like a couple things like that, but I don't know really what her intentions were. And I don't know exactly what she told Yelena. So yeah. if she truly was like, hey, um, this man too had shoved your um, adopted sister off a cliff, basically, then like, like, which is what people think happened, but like, Probably. we're not going to get it for real. But I don't know what all she would have said to like, kind of fuel the fire for Yelena, or if Yelena like figured some of this out, which goes back to, you know, how much do people know about that? Like, yeah. Yeah, because then, so then, because um, I keep forgetting her name, but Kate's mom mentions Natasha too. She's like, Natasha was uh -huh. like really skilled and she's yes. dead. And then <sighs> she does, she makes that phone call was like, we have a problem. So I'm like, okay, Ooh, yeah. who is she calling? Cause you know, her mom is definitely sus. Her mom yes. is so sus. Is she calling yes. Val? Is she calling Kingpin? Like yes. who is she connected to? My first thought was like, this is probably completely like comic inaccurate just whatever off the mm -hmm. wall but like my first thought whenever um like Kate walked into it was in like episode one or two I forget which one but um like to her aunt's house or yes. something and like we know that um you know mom is sus Eleanor is is very sus yes. but I was like is Val somehow like connected to her family is like I'm not saying that like she's the aunt yeah but I don't know why that was like originally my first thought, but I was like, no, probably not. Like, that's probably not the comics, like stuff like that, but somehow tied to the family and like the whole security thing. And yeah, well, no, now that you mentioned the security company, I almost wonder if there is a connection there because when um, Eleanor is like arguing with Armand, like we don't hear everything that they yeah. say, but the implication is that she says something like, I have powerful friends because then he says, I have powerful friends too. We hear uh -huh. that part. So it's like yeah. Val would definitely be a powerful friend. Kingpin yes. would be a powerful friend, but like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, it's sus. She's very sus. Like she's yeah. giving me um, Moira Queen from Arrow vibes. Yeah. I, I want to like her. I love the actress. Like, and I love everything mm -hmm. that she's, I want to like her, but like, I don't know. She's, yeah. she's, she's too selfish. And I'm not saying she's like bad to Kate or anything mm -hmm. she's like literally all that Kate has which is why I want to like her for mm -hmm. I want to like her for Kate's sake but like yes. I just can't because she's kind of shady she's a little shady she's yeah. uh, no I agree like it sucks because like you said that's that's the only person Kate really has yeah. but I'm like okay maybe the Bartons can adopt her now. yes <laughs> that was yes the Barton home for wayward Avengers yes because there was yes. that like, I remember everybody wanted like Clint and Laura to adopt the twins like mm -hmm. Pietro would have lived but like yeah yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. unfortunately no and I've definitely seen like a lot of fic like before like the trailers for No Way Home started coming out where it's yes. like Peter Parker hides out of the Barton farm <gasps> yeah he's being accused I've of murder <laughs> and yes. I'm like that's so precious it's so precious but like it would and, and it would work too it would be it would be great yeah yeah once Yelena gets over her murderous um campaign against yes. Clint, like she's invited absolutely she come to the Barton Christmas like it's gonna be great it's gonna be they would all that would be a party and like it, it would just be so unhinged too because I know and like I know that we're big proponents of this we yes are actually I'm just gonna pass away the second that like Kate and Yelena interact is like 
friends instead mm-hmm. of like I'm gonna throw you off this building now the second that they like have like friendly conversation I'm just gonna I, that'll be it for me but then if you add because I have been getting kind of the vibes like just some of the stuff that she says of Peter Parker from Kate there are two completely yeah. different characters obviously yeah. but like just just especially like the mentor kid relationship that like mm-hmm. Peter and Tony had kind of get those yeah. vibes from like Clint and Kate so I don't know if you, I feel like if you threw Yelena and Natasha or not Natasha Yelena Kate and and Peter in a room together oh my god you were like Merry Christmas <laughs> Merry, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> and it's it's like Clint's kids don't even know what to do like they're the most <laughs> mature ones there and the three of them are in a room just like having a ball <laughs> Oh my god no it's true because like okay so we saw how Kate w- is with Clint like the whole like when when Clint's like I can knock someone unconscious from 20 feet away with this coin but like <laughs> Yelena like definitely knows like her own tricks and Kate would be like oh my god like teach me everything teach me right now <laughs> I, me. I already have so many head cannons for those two one being they're definitely like and we saw this in the Black Widow post credit scene Yelena mm. is a fashion icon Yes. So is Kate. Mm-hmm. Okay. They go shopping. They go to thrift stores. They yes. like, they just, I, I cannot wait for this friendship. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. No, but also like, I want Fanny and Lucky to like go to the dog park together. <laughs> like, I please didn't even cross my mind until then. The dogs, they're going to walk their dogs together. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're going to have so yep. much fun yeah it's so pure it's gonna be so pure (laughs) two fashion icons with their dogs it's like just just walking down Manhattan the most Mm -hmm. powerful it just wow yeah yeah it's great it's great and then like also the whole um parallel where Clint's like the best shot I ever took was the one I didn't take (gasps) and then like 10 minutes later you have Kate like she's ready to take the shot but she doesn't at Yelena Yes. yes oh the parallels mm-hmm. kill me mm-hmm. it's our new black widow and hawkeye that's what it, it is it really is mm-hmm. it really is yeah yeah <gasps> yep. i know i know it's so i'm i'm very excited about these two and i can't wait i <laughs> because if you think about like back in black widow the first thing Elena does like when she sees natasha is like just have an all-out fist fight with her brawl yes <laughs> it's brutal. like brutal and but it's like oh it's my sister and I love her and the first time she meets Kate she throws her off a building <laughs> so I'm like I bet I feel like that's just how she expresses her love it's it's friendly yeah that's how she tells you she loves you like just grabs her off the zip line <laughs> and like smacks her down <laughs> it's like yeah you did something like that to Natasha it's fine like just drop kicks her she's like <laughs> best friend <I> <laughs> yes yes and we know we're gonna see more of her um there's that one clip in like one of the new teasers that came out where she like has her hair down she like grab like somebody throws a bottle at her or something and I'm like I'm hoping it's Kate I'm kind of hoping it's Kate I really do (laughs) she's like hi and I'm I'm excited to see like once again going back to like the kind of domestic setting I'm excited to see like kind of casual Elena and exactly how she because like she hasn't had a life for Mm -hmm ever I mean she's been like brainwashed and stuff so I'm I'm excited to see her kind of not that it's going to be as like drastic as Stephen Bucky is like the the time jump thing but like I'm excited to see her adapting 
Yeah. No, definitely. Especially because like when she mentions in Black Widow, she's like, I never really got to make my own choices. Yeah. And now she's, you know, she's, she's living her life. You know, she's, she's out there killing people and, and, yes. and murdering. And I love her. <laughs> and I still love her. It's the, what is the, the, the audio where it's like, I don't believe in murder. I do believe in the empowerment of women. Yes. Or, or, or the glorification yes. of murder or something. Yes. But I do believe in the empowerment of women. Yes, exactly. That is my, those are my feelings towards Yelena. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yelena's baby. She can do no wrong. Never. No, no. <laughs> yes. And just thinking, it, it's stuck in my head now what you mentioned. Um, Yelena, Kate, and Peter Parker, like all in the same room, like yes. the mayhem that would occur. <laughs> yes. Especially after all of that, like after No Way Home, after Black Widow, after um, the Hawkeye show, they can mm. all like, they can trauma bond, they can cry on yes. each other, and then they can make cookies. Then they yes. can, then they can watch Disney movies. Mm-hmm. They can do, mm-hmm. like, they can watch Star Wars. Yeah, they can yeah. watch Star Wars. Yep. Introduce you, but Kate definitely hit that. Peter, we know, has seen it. Kate has mm-hmm. to have seen it. Yelena mm-hmm. has no idea. She yes. missed Star Wars somehow. Mm-hmm like mm-hmm. she has no idea that Darth Vader is Luke's yeah. father and oh. that and and Peter and you and, and Kate are like oh my god oh my god don't tell don't don't say anything uh, no it's <laughs> gonna rock is- her world absolutely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and she her reaction is the best part of this movie was <laughs> fake and no one and told, told me <laughs> when she finds out that that Luke and Leia are twins <laughs> the best part of my life was fake and and pain and suffering is every day yes how am I supposed to live life love in these conditions how? I would pay good money to have Yelena say that absolutely <laughs> oh, oh my goodness god. oh my god yes but definitely Kate and Yelena are gonna be a chaotic duo yes. and I'm here for it um hopefully you know if we get a Hawkeye season two it'll be, yeah. it'll be, or, or Young Avengers or whatever it's going to be, you know, we'll have yes. the two of them just doing total mayhem and none of the yes. adults knows what to do, even though they're tech, they technically are adults. Yeah, but no, completely unhinged. Like that, that line that Clint says, um, he's like, it's unfair that your inability to act like a grown up lets you get your way. Yes. Yes. And it's like, I can picture Natasha saying that to Yelena. Is she Honestly, still alive? Clint and Natasha. And then it's like, just like the whole legacy thing. But mm-hmm. oh gosh, if Natasha were still here, it would, uh, the four of them would be like unstoppable. They would be such a, a duo kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. The, um, I saw a, um, there was like a meme or something where it had, it was just like this person, they were just sitting still and it said, this is Natasha. And then it had this other person who was moving like so fast. It was just like a blur (laughs) and it was like, it's Yelena, but it's the same, the same thing goes for Clint and Kate too, because whenever Kate got in the elevator and Clint was like, please don't do this. Please don't do this. And she was like, I'm talking with you an Avenger. And she was so excited. She was like, oh, what have I done? What have I gotten myself? You hear Clint, like, don't engage, don't engage. She's like, oh, what do you have in here? You got some yes. celery. <laughs> yes. 
she's making casual conversation and then she like scares the poor man off and she's like are you sure i i can get it for you and then he just keeps walking and then also like the difference between their interactions with the larpers like kate is totally embracing this i love that so much it was like just kill me already I loved that so much how, cause I wondered like how Kate was going to react to that. I knew that cause the, one of my favorite parts is like the first episode was Clint being completely done with life in general and how the guy was like, come on, kill me, kill me just this once or let me kill you. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, I'm done. And then Kate, like Clint comes in in episode four and Kate has on like Viking armor and she's like, look at me. <laughs> it's the complete opposite. And she's like, why? And like, but also like so two separate things I'm like very excited to see how the costumes turn out because like we kind of see them and like the the posters and everything but like to see them fully and like however like the suit up scene is gonna go like I'm very excited to see that but also (laughs) did like is is that um the cop is she ever gonna get her bag back I don't know (laughs) it's embroidered I know it's embroidered and I was I was genuinely concerned about that and Kate was like look I promise I will get this bag back to you I promise and I I need like after everything's said and done after everything's resolved I need like a little clip of like Kate knocking on the door and being like here's your bag back and it's I don't know if I want it to be in perfect condition or if I want it to be like charred at the edge and like broken or like one of the handles has fallen off. Yes. Or so. yes. <laughs> but I need, I do need the bag to come back somehow. I need the bag to come back. I need that closure, but I agree it should be a little, little messy, a little just yes. <laughs> She's like, like you can wash it. It's fine. You can wash it. It's fine. He's like, because technically she only promised to bring the bag back. She didn't promise it would be in that perfect condition. That is true. And then she, if it's not in perfect condition, she'll be like, I'll, I'll buy you a new one when my credit cards, yeah. when my mom turns my credit cards back on, I promise. Oh my God. No, it's, it's, and I feel like it's little things like that that make this show just so good. Yes. It's, it's like, yes like the story is great like the whole like Christmas ambiance is great and their dynamic together is great but it's like those little things they're yes. just so perfect so good yes like like Clint and Kate waited wearing like the Christmas sweaters yes <laughs> I lo- and then um and then Lucky with the little reindeer antlers yes. oh it's sitting on the couch that was I I know that we had like already seen that in like one of the trailers or something mm-hmm. but still when it happened I was like no especially because it's like they showed that that particular clip like right after Clint like flicks the he flicks the coin or whatever yes. and Lucky just kind of looks over like whoa <laughs> like did you see even, even the dog is impressed yes and then something he, oh sorry go ahead no 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 go ahead go ahead I was gonna say I love how um and I haven't seen many people pointing it out but like Lucky doesn't have an eye and then like Clint's hard of hearing and they just kind of like found each other through yeah. Kate and I was like that's so sweet and it, it makes me so happy to think about that I love how much Clint is like I love this dog <laughs> like, yes like in the store he's like what do you want go away but then like five minutes later he's petting him. he's like oh you're a good boy he's good. and he's like feeding him snacks when Kate's not looking <laughs> yes yes it's so it's so pure because like 
I know in the comics, Lucky is is Clint's dog until like Kate takes him, takes him yeah. to LA with her. Yes. But it I it's like it's like when Kate says like those are our arrows, I feel like that's their dog. Yes. Oh yes. It, it, joint custody of the pizza mm-hmm. dog. Yes. 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 I wonder when he's gonna get his name. Like officially yeah. when they're gonna be like, it's Lucky the pizza dog. Yeah. If they get I mean, yeah, because I feel like they have to it it would be so easy to make it like a very corny kind of moment yeah and I feel like Marvel is going to try very hard to avoid that just because like you know I I I feel like they're trying to move away from like their corniness that they had in like phase one and parts of phase two Uh um they're trying to go for a slightly darker theme like more realistic and everything but I'm like how how many ways can you really be like you know what's the perfect name for this dog who hasn't had a name the entire show it's lucky it's like how do you do that yeah it's just like pizza dog it's the title of nobility it's like but what's his name (laughs) nobility precious he's so such a good boy such a good boy I love how like the pets are part of like everybody's favorite things about all these like phase four projects yes because there was oh Morris Morris and then then Lucky and then then uh, hopefully see more of Fanny yes like just all the pets alligator alligator or crocodile Loki yes (laughs) I was trying to remember I knew that there was another one but yes the crocodile Loki um Mm -hmm. was definitely a highlight of like phase four rip sparky rip sparky (laughs) not sparky keep agatha away from fanny and lucky please (gasps) no (laughs) please don't let those dogs protect the dogs protect them at all costs please oh no (laughs) you know this just came to mind but you know it'd be really cute if like I know it's probably not gonna happen but because um kate and clint are getting like new costumes if like lucky got his (gasps) own like costume That's so, so, because I definitely think, I definitely think that Kate is the kind to be like, I'm going to get him an ugly Christmas sweater. I'm going to get him, I'm going to get like cute little dog clothes. If he had his own little, you know, like, like like a fake, yeah, a a purple suit with like a fake quiver on the back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she put antlers on him. So like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And he seems like a pretty good with the flow kind of boy. Yeah. He seems like he'd be a good boy. He's living the life. He's so happy. Oh, yes. He has two humans who love him and give him pizza oh. and, and, and Cheez-Its and all, all the good things. So sweet. I know. Oh, I love him. I know. He's such a good boy. <laughs> but yeah, that whole like Christmas movie night, Christmas sweaters oh. montage was yes. so pure. So I, I feel it. like that's the Hawkeye equivalent of like Sam and Bucky building the boat. Yes. That was their absolutely yeah. excursion. Yes. And the little um, like the small things that happened throughout it. One of my favorite ones. And the one, but just because this honestly sounds like something that like I would say, or like one of my friends would say when she was like, boomerang arrows, <laughs> they should come back to us. And he was like, why would that happen? Why like, would we do that? Because they would come back at us. And she, exactly. She, that's the point. That's and she was so determined. Like she didn't understand. She was like, we could die. No, she was just wanted the arrow to come back. 
<laughs> she's like no no no. it's like I get it that we could die but like if you dodge it'll be if fine you, yeah, you just duck and it's fine she's trying to problem solve exactly. it's fine when she puts the tree in front of the poster <laughs> yes I was about to bring up and she was like this is dry erase and then she like tries to rub it off and it wasn't she's just so like down to earth and relatable she really it's is so fun it's so fun to see she's like I feel like people I get it in in the comics like Spider-Man, his whole thing was that he was supposed to be like, you know, besides the superpowers, Peter Parker is like very relatable, very, you know, you can connect to him and everything. But I feel like in the MCU, Kate Bishop, like just takes the cake. Like she is the most relatable, like chaotic Gen Z. She's perfect. She's an icon. We love her. Yeah, I definitely think. And that's one of the things she's definitely the most relatable and then I, I actually like tried to compare her to because I, I said that like they kind of reminded me of each other, even though they're like their own separate characters. But mm-hmm. like while Peter Parker is relatable, I don't know. Kate just like is on a whole different level. And it might just be yeah. because we've seen like a little bit of the domestic side of things, but like the stuff that she does. And then she's also like kind of awkward, but yeah. still like has confidence and just kind of does her own thing and does what she wants to do and Mm -hmm. I love that and like the stuff that she says like I like the trick arrows and and how she texts Clint like it's a good thing you're called Hawkeye and not Hawkeer and just just little things like that that I would like kind of find myself doing like picking at people or um drawing on something that is not a dry erase board and then trying to fix it like the panic that comes afterwards yes little things like that make Kate relatable yes I I feel like you're, you're absolutely right like that's she's it's those little things because it's the difference between like Kate and like other Marvel characters is that you can actually see yourself saying these the same things or like doing the same things like it's she's very grounded like besides like you know like world's greatest archer and she can fight and everything like but if you took like her physical abilities away just personality wise as like I could be Kate Bishop you could be Kate Bishop like we are we are Kate Bishop yes (laughs) yes as the people yes (laughs) (laughs) we are Kate Bishop we are Kate Bishop and like to see that energy combined with you know Yelena that's yes. just kind of going back to that um that meme you were talking about where it's like one person's just kind of sitting there still like, and the other person's like shaking <laughs> it's funny because like when it's Natasha and Yelena Yelena's the one that's like all shaking and everything but I think yes. when you put Kate and Yelena together both, it's both of them just both going. of them just like and then I think I think I sent you um there was a TikTok and it had um like normal people playing just dance and it yes. was like Clint and Natasha just kind of doing their thing and Going then it had emotions. and then it had Kate and Yelena breaking it down yes they're like get into it and it was <laughs> that's so fun to see I can't wait to see it I know I know it's gonna be it's literally gonna be like everything is on fire and it's Kate and Yelena's fault and Clint's just there like why me I just want to go not, home 
it, it's the scene from Iron Man 2 where she's like, he, Tony looks back and says, I think I did a pretty good job. And then there's like an explosion in the background behind him. It's literally it the same energy that Kate and Elena have. It really is. I haven't been this excited to see two people interact like since Falcon Winter Soldier came out mm-hmm. because, you know, Bucky's been like my favorite for yes. since like I was a toddler like for so long and then Mm -hmm. seeing him and Sam interact with it just like made me so happy and I feel like it's going to be very similar like Kate and Elaine are going to be extremely similar um like to see yeah it's going to be like you know you're right it's going to be a similar dynamic where like I feel like Elaine is going to be like deadpan a lot of the time yeah (laughs) like Bucky is it's you have like the two like (gasps) Russian assassins and then like yes. the best friend who's just like okay let's go like Sam and Kate that, are just like ah, let's do this yes <laughs> that comparison though I actually um the rooftop fight scene whenever mm-hmm. she was like unmasked and then like kind of jumped off mm-hmm. I like immediately thought that reminds me a lot of like the first time we see Bucky as the winter soldier because it's like he catches the shield yes. and he throws it back jumps off the roof and then just like disappears and you don't know where he went and that's what Yelena did and I was like you're absolutely right I got so excited especially because like those two are my favorites it was so cool though just like yeah thinking about that no I didn't even I didn't even think about that it's true and then you have like you know Steve and Kate who are both kind of like what is going on and they like look over the edge to like see where they went and they're just kind of like what who like who was that yes they have no idea at the time they'll learn eventually very soon they'll learn that that's their best friend (laughs) yes sooner than later and then (laughs) yes yes. I I got so excited because normally it's like other people figuring out the parallels and stuff but I was like I did it it was me I figured out this one look at it yes (laughs) I got so excited yay (laughs) yay I love it I love it okay so um besides like the rooftop fight scene like what were some of like your favorite moments from episodes three and four goodness um the the opening or not like the very opening but the first time we see Clint and Kate in episode four and they're on the little ponies like oh okay in episode three in episode three (laughs) that's episode three sorry no it's okay and they look like Patrick in the episode of Spongebob where he's just on the little seahorse like just doing that and they're just like deadpan and they they hate their lives they hate their and you have the tracksuit mafia and they're like like, yes do it again enter another quarter and then one of them asking Kate for like relationship advice he's like listen I have my wife tickets but she's mad at me She's like, well, on the bright side, you don't have to go see Imagine Dragons. Dragons. Yeah. And then he was like, wait, stop talking. Let me go get a notebook. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's like, I'll get a pen. I'll be, he's like, hold that thought. Yeah, I'll, I'll be, be right, right back. back. I'll be back. Just. <laughs> the, literally the tracksuit mafia is just, they're, they're gold. They're, it's they really just, are. And I'm wondering how they're going to make it work with Kingpin. If he's like supposed to be uncle, like the guy at the top. Yeah. Like, I can't really see him working with, like, these idiots. No, that's probably, because I know in the comics, um, 
Maya is like his adopted or not like adopted but like he kind of like, like a foster guardian. kid or something yeah. yeah something along those lines which it would make sense like after her dad died she would like go to him if that's mm-hmm. like the route that they're taking yeah but he I would not be surprised if he was like okay you know what your dad was over them uh you can be over them now but it was like secretly like I don't want to put up with them um <laughs> go it's your turn <laughs> That, that that could be like, like all like all the competent people got killed by by the Ronin and then Fisk is just like you know what um you can take, you can take over this operation now it's all you I believe in you yes following your father's footsteps yes. live long. oh my gosh I hadn't thought about the interactions that like the tracksuit mafia and and kingpin would i think it would be the equivalent of like the hyenas and scar from lion king and how (laughs) that's what it would be like because they would be like (laughs) punching each other in the face and they're like chaos and he's he's like i'm surrounded by idiots yes it's like why are you punching yourself bro why are you punching yourself bro (laughs) bro Bro. they have to say bro every other word Calmate, bro, pero calmate. <laughs> when he starts yelling at his girlfriend or his wife or whatever on the phone and meet that one guy's just like, calmate, bro. I'm like, oh my God. But yes, yes, Scar and the hyenas is 100% Kingpin and the tracksuit mafia. Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you for putting that image in my head because I will forever, if even if it's like not true, I will forever treasure it. And like it is to me, just and, and hope that you know that one day it could be. Yes. Even if it's not, and the, the 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 picture is there, and that's you know, it's there, it's there. It's just kingpin, just like I'm surrounded by idiots. By idiots. That's so funny to me. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I didn't expect it to be that funny. And like, I really did. Like, I hadn't come up with that before, but like, I, I love being a Disney fan and, well, like, Disney movie fan and then like yeah, yeah. MCU fan and then like drawing parallels like this. And yes. <laughs> oh, I love wow. it. I love it. <laughs> <sighs> okay I'm good I'm good <laughs> I, I I'm getting it together I'm good <laughs> you're good I'm glad that you enjoyed it that much I did I really did no because I'm just picturing like the dark Netflix dare oh, I'm not dare kingpin like just being like surrounded by by the tracksuit mafia and just having like the same like just deadpan like I'm so over this attitude <laughs> that Scar has he's like you, know, you don't understand we're trying to take over the city like stop being so stupid we have plans of world domination yes and you are watching two archers ride ponies is this what's happening right now (laughs) how did i get put in charge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i mean i i doubt this will happen but like if you remember at the end of the lion king the hyenas turned on scar so that'll be interesting maybe maya i mean if she gets her her spin-off echo like she's probably gonna yeah turn on on fisk at some point Ooh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah because that that's happening too and i'm except because 
I I can't help but like kind of like Maya in mm. a way. I mean, yeah. which I get. There's like this saying or whatever that like every villain is a hero in his own mind. Or what? But like I yeah. understand that like from her viewpoint, like she's kind she's been hurt by the Ronin. I mean, like he killed her dad. I mean, mm-hmm. I, so I don't blame her for wanting to get revenge. I don't like. I I can see where she's coming from. Um, also kind of the same thing with Carly and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like her, her mindset of like why she's the villain, like why she wants to, you know, do what she wants to do to the heroes, to like Sam and Bucky, or in Maya's case to Clint and Kate, but Mm -hmm. like, just maybe, maybe talk it out, maybe sit down over a cup of coffee and be like, listen, like, because I I do think especially with the Echo like spinoff series that she's gonna end up like kind of being more understanding of yeah yeah but it's funny it's funny that you mentioned like the whole like the parallel between Maya and and Carly because then it made me think of like um Kang or or um I forget the name of the um a Mobius's friend and in the TV I forget her oh. name but like there's yeah. all these characters in these shows who are kind of essentially like yeah they're the hero of their own story even if they're like yeah. technically the bad guy yeah so yeah. and thinking I'm- back to WandaVision like there isn't I mean Agatha's not really I guess she kind of works in that in that mindset like she's not yeah. really you, there's no way to like really sympathize with her because like she's just like out for her own personal gain yeah you could almost argue like maybe Wanda fits into that yeah into that oh theme. definitely yeah um which I like that's part of why I love these movies so much is because you can um like like I said I love like overthinking and like going so deep into this and I was like okay well maybe they're doing this because of this but then I think like Zemo has been one of my favorite villains because Mm -hmm. he literally like he just sat back and like watched it all happen Mm -hmm. but he was so smart about it and he had like once you know why he wanted to watch the Avengers like implode on themselves like it was I don't want to say like respect you had respect for him but you were almost like oh like like sympathetic for him a little bit which yeah I don't know that that's kind of me like just very like try to see like different sides of things Mm -hmm. so but yeah the villains I love like trying to see what like their um like motivations could be that sounds yeah. kind of bad being like <laughs> I want to know what the villains are th-. but like just in, I think it's interesting and I think that like Marvel villains um are interesting except for maybe Mandarin but we <laughs> which <laughs> that's that was, another conversation <laughs> that's a completely different thing but like Zemo like Loki um and then now with Maya and the the tracksuits Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And I don't, th- I think, especially when it comes to Marvel, like now, especially like the villains, I think it's important to consider their motivations because Marvel is making the attempt to not make these characters one dimensional or two dimensional, I yeah. should say, like, they're actually trying to give depth to them and like, yeah. make you see that the world is not so black and white, like, like you yeah. were saying before, like, everybody is the hero in their own story. Yeah. And definitely with Zemo, like, 
he it's and it's funny to me to think that if the accords were in my opinion if the accords were in place like before age of ultron but like mm-hmm. sokovia still happened like i don't know if zemo would have like gone after the avengers the way he did in yeah. civil war because then there's like the whole like accountability system and like all like yeah. that and that's like a whole conversation for like another time <laughs> but yeah. like it's it's funny when he's like because then it ties into the whole like you know the motivations and the just the mindset of these of these villains yeah I think that's what's so fun about like being in the fandom and like you get what you see like on screen you get the Mm -hmm. interactions with other characters but like taking that and then like taking it to a whole other level like outside like with the head cannons and with the fix and stuff like that I think that's so cool and part of the reason that I like love this fandom so much um but the um thing I said about the villain and like trying to like almost sympathize with them in a way I can Mm -hmm. do that with everyone except for Drakov he was just the worst yes Yes. he not Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. he 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 is the exception (laughs) definitely not um he was just a piece of garbage he was the worst but he he didn't have like his intentions were just like the worst he was basically like I don't like the females and that was it like you 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 don't sympathize with Drakov, but you can get into his like mindset that he's like especially like when natasha's like um reverse doing like reverse psychology on yes. him like you yeah. see like he's like this very like insecure like just weak yeah. man in general and that's why he does what he does like he preys on on girls and women yes. because that's how he makes himself feel more feel powerful powerful when yeah. in reality like natasha says like he he has nothing yeah so it's like, even like with a character, like a slimy as Draco, like you don't sympathize with him, but you can still like see why he see. does what he does. Yeah. But we hate him for it. Yes, definitely. As we should. There are definitely better ways to go about feeling better about yourself yes. than imprisoning girls for years. Like try the self-help section in Barnes and Nobles, maybe <laughs> Amazon or something. Have you, have you thought of therapy, sir? Therapy is, is great. Therapy <laughs> works. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah yeah and then like because then and I feel like that's like a very like phase three phase four kind of a thing like making you understand the villains because like thinking back yeah. to like phase one phase two the first person that comes to mind is like um Killian who was you know the 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 fake Mandarin yeah um or like he was like the Mandarin but like not actually related to the Ten Rings yeah and you don't really like his whole motivation was like oh like Tony Stark like humiliated me so now I'm going to take over the world it's like that's so lame yeah <laughs> yes which like, is that's kind of what um Beck did and in Far yes. From Home he was like Tony mm-hmm. Stark called me called me weak one time no or like Tony Stark was mean to me Tony Stark fired me yeah world domination yeah and it, I think there was like one thing where it's like Tony Stark said that he was like unstable and I'm like you're proving his point right now oh my <laughs> it's like you're kind of the proving fact, his point the fact that you're pressed about it means it's true <laughs> yes you're ruining a 16 year old's vacation for your own <laughs> personal gain sir like I think that you need to calm down and it's like okay say you get like the fame and the fortune or like you know not really fortune but like the fame of like being an Avenger 
or like a hero like what happens when an actual threat comes along your holograms are not gonna cut it oh goodness no it would be which once again i'm like drawing parallels to things but like uh gilderoy lockhart from harry potter where he was like i'm the best i'm so good and then once once it came to crunch time he was like I'm a fraud. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. That, that would be, that would be exactly what Beck did. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Yeah. He'd, he'd just be like, I'm, I'm gonna buy, <laughs> use the yeah. holograms to disappear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. It's a, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that, that would lead into like a whole other conversation to just like thinking about like the Spider-Man villains, um, which like, oh. The fact that that's coming out like next week and what the heck is that? I know, I know. And like just thinking about how Hawkeye episodes five and six like sandwich the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting fed. I didn't even mm-hmm. like when was that? I think Loki was coming on and then like Blackwood. I don't know. Something was happening with that. And I was like, content constantly and it was like it was so good but it's gonna be so much to take in yeah so much especially with um no way home because like that nobody's been or at least in my opinion like nobody's Mm -hmm. been that like pumped or excited for a marvel movie since endgame yeah like to this caliber Mm -hmm. so yeah it's true because like there was like all the hype for infinity war and then infinity war happened and we're all like oh what (laughs) you just killed off like half of all the heroes so then it's like okay end game let's see what's gonna happen and then after that there definitely was like kind of like a decline in interest because it's like after you have like the whole battle with Thanos like how can you really top that and yeah you know you have the Spider-Man movie that came out then we the neck after that there wasn't really anything for like the rest of the year then COVID happened yeah that was rough yeah that was that was extremely rough in more ways than one yes no no, definitely definitely and you know it's not the same because there was like a lot of hype for WandaVision like when it was about to come out but it's not the same as like going to the movies and like being surrounded by other fans we couldn't do that you know because that was like the height of COVID and everything so I feel like it's a combination of not only is it going to be like this huge thing with like the multiverse and everything like I feel like at this point we know like Toby's going to be in it Andrew's going to be in it Charlie Cox is probably going to be in it too but it's also the fact that we're getting to a point where like the world is opening up more like the pandemic isn't as stressful or scary for like a majority of people as it was before so people feel like they can get more excited about it now because they can actually see it in the theaters yeah that's true yeah yeah because like when Black Widow came out I didn't I didn't see it in the theaters I paid for it on, on Disney plus so it's like, you know, slowly but surely, you know, I feel like people are becoming more confident about going back to the theater. Yeah. And um, that's great because I feel like this is, if, if there was a yeah. movie for that to happen, this is the movie. Yeah, I'm glad that it's opening back up. And I'm, I'm excited for like Marvel premiere nights again yeah. because those were just like, it's just a different, I tell people this like all the time, the night that I saw Endgame, it was like the opening night, like the Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and the theater I went to, there's like three separate little parking lots. There's like a little shopping mm-hmm. center. Anyway, there was the big one completely filled up. The shopping center completely filled up. Oh, the one on the other side of the road completely filled up. And I was like, 
I'm you the, the little islands in the head from inside out like the core <laughs> memories yeah that's one of them and I'm not <laughs> even being I'm not even being dramatic about it that's definitely one of my core memories was like just pulling into the parking lot and being like oh my goodness like this is this is happening right now like we've been waiting for this since the sixth grade and here we are yeah it was so cool oh wow wow you know for me endgame wasn't like I was excited about it but like I feel like everybody else around me in my town was like not excited about it infinity war was awesome like the crowd was like pumped and it was great but I think the thing was that like I saw infinity war in New York City and I saw endgame in like my town my hometown so I feel like Uh that probably had something to do with it yeah (laughs) but yeah no definitely it's it was a time it was a crazy time Yes. It helps to have like a good crowd too. Like if Toby and Andrew come on screen and the whole theater doesn't go nuts, Mm -hmm. what's the point? Why did it like, there better be like the, the audience reactions are some of the best parts of it. Yeah. Um, Especially like big movies, like in game, like when Cap got Mjolnir. Do you know how awkward it was to be like the first person who was like, whoa. And then like, it's kind of quiet, but then like some scattered applause. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. I was like, how are you people not freaking out over how this right now? This is insane. Minds. Oh my goodness. That, no, I, I hate that that was the experience you had. I had so, like, I was lucky enough to have such a good crowd, which like, yeah. I say this, and I know that like several people say this, Infinity War was the better movie, but Endgame was the better experience. Mm -hmm. And like wholeheartedly believe that because like the crowd for Endgame was wonderful. Like it was so cool. But I hate that you were like, (laughs) let's go. And then everybody around Mm -hmm. you was like, I was like, y'all, you guys are fake fans. It's it's fine. Like I had my, I had a great experience for Infinity War. Like when Thor came in with Stormbreaker, like the theater was going nuts. Like it was, it was good. It was good. (laughs) So I like at least one out of two was bad. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But hopefully the, um, the experience for, for both of us for Spider-Man will be good. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how, and if it ties into Hawkeye at yes. all yeah 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 because I'm, I'm just saying you know kingpin that that's a spider-man villain oh He's yeah definitely uncle and hawkeye you know daredevil it's, you know let's 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 make something happen here it's lining up so well mm-hmm. and i know that marvel's very like strategic about when they release things like how yeah. they kind of wanted um like how they wanted like multiverse of madness and wandavision to kind of which didn't happen but yeah. like I don't, and they had to like change the plots around and Ralph Boner, all that. So, (laughs) but but like for this, I feel like there might be something more that they have because they've kind of lined them up so close. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if they hadn't released the first two episodes on the same day, episode four would be coming out next week, right before No Way Home. But Ooh. instead, they did two episodes in one day, which is like they did that for WandaVision, but WandaVision was nine episodes long. Yeah. And the they first two were like yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah. They didn't do that for the other two six episode shows, which is Loki and the Falcon yeah. Winter Soldier. So the fact that they did this and it just so happens that episode five is right before Spider Man, episode six is right after. I'm like, okay, what, what do you guys have planned for us? Like, what's, yeah. what's the connection? 
Yeah. So definitely have to make sure we watch the after credit scenes. Absolutely. For episode yes. five. Yes. That's when I normally start like putting in the credits. Yeah. Like putting in the after credit scenes too. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, I don't remember when in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that they had their first after credit scene, but I'm pretty sure it was like the whole thing with like John Walker, like making his own shield. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Arts yeah. and crafts. With John Walker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Imagine the YouTube video. Oh. <laughs> DIY shield. Oh my goodness. For real. John Walker is a topic that like, once again, another conversation, another time. Yes. But like back to the whole like villain thing, like the mm-hmm. whole try to sympathize with him, but it's so hard to because he's such a slime ball. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, and they like try to redeem him in like the last episode. But it's like, I'm, I'm still not, I'm not there yet, though, because I, I, all this other stuff, like, no, 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 Mm-mm. no, no, thank you. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm glad that it's not a problem we're having in Hawkeye. Like, there's not really a character yeah. I dislike. No, like, no, no, like, even like, like, because. And we were saying this before, like the tracksuit mafia is so much fun and, and Kazi yeah. is getting a little more screen time and he's yes. fun too. I love when um, the comment that Kate made about like, okay, so Maya and the hot guy, what do you think they were talking about? And like, and I did back to like Kate and the things that we would say, like my mm-hmm. first reaction when Kazi came on screen was, oh, like he's kind of cute. Yeah. And, then, and then Kate, like a couple minutes later was like, so. Maya and the hot guy. Yes. yes. She's just so relatable and I love her. I love her so much. And the fact that she's like, they're just strolling through Washington Square Park, walking the dog, and like they're just talking about, you know, like, okay, these people who are trying to kill us, but but he's hot. But he's he's attractive too. So we have to take that into consideration. Yes. Very important. <laughs> what was it that oh whenever um like the whole fight scene was over with and then like Clint's hearing aid was broken Mm -hmm. and Clint was or yeah they were on the bus and then Kate was talking about like we've got to walk the dog (laughs) and then he says something else but then he like a couple seconds later just goes we've got to walk the dog yeah yeah (laughs) no Kate's like I know exactly no I know exactly what you're talking about she's like we gotta walk the dog and Clint's like you're not wrong oh <laughs> but then he's like yeah. you, like calling yourself the world's greatest archer, oh, archer. Like, she's like oh my god do you really think so and then we gotta walk the dog <laughs> <laughs> like she was so hyped up because she Clint he just called me he just and then he was like we've got to walk the dog they're communicating I know the part where like they're saying like the same things like in the car he's like if you turn yes. it around he's like maybe if I turn it around turn it around <laughs> yes hey we're communicating I love it I love little things like that where she keeps called referring to herself as like Clint's best friend <laughs> yes. partner. And then, she, and then she gave them um like or at least gave Clint a code name I'm yeah. not sure I forgot what it was CB1 CB1, that was it. She, she was like, CB1 had to use the bathroom. And then, so we stopped by. It's like, no one ever calls me that. She's like, I'm just trying it out. 
<laughs> that's like what makes it even great she when she like comes back at him she's like I'm just trying it out like <laughs> oh my goodness yeah yeah they they ended things on like rough terms in episode four and like yeah. I get where Clint's coming from but I'm also like very much looking forward to um Kate joining him for the Barton family Christmas because yes. if that doesn't happen I'm going to be pissed off yes you can't just and and I'm I'm ready to see like how she kind of like gets back into it because Clint did kind of you know pull the I am an Avenger and you better listen to me card mm-hmm. and said like don't come back like this is you know pretty big now yeah. because do you obviously like Clint or not Clint Kate doesn't know who Yelena is mm-hmm. but Clint said like he obviously knew that it was a black widow because yeah. of like the widow's bites and everything which mm-hmm. that was cool yeah. um yeah but like but like he knew that does I wonder if he like already knows I, surely he doesn't know who it is though like they're they're and let well I don't know if Natasha because that they were really close yeah I mean but I here's because I'm not 100% sure because like and I know Black Widow came out after Endgame but like that whole bit where they're like does she have any family and they're like yeah we were her family so like makes me think that they don't know about Elena or her parents but yeah you know Clint you know always knew more about Natasha than than anybody else so I I don't know I mean it would definitely be a great moment to see on screen like when he realizes that that's Natasha's sister that would be it would be absolutely heartbreaking but it would be so cool to see like the the character moments like them literally just sitting there and talking about like the whole fandom would be in tears like just them talking about like Natasha Mm -hmm. and how great she was and like how great she was as a friend and a sister Mm -hmm. and then like just how Natasha was yeah yeah especially because like you you can see that Clint has survivor's guilt like he totally has survivor's guilt it's one of like the underlying themes of of like his character in the show yeah so I feel like there's no better way to like resolve that than like having Yelena come in and having him confront that and And I feel like that would be the way that like Yelena kind of like all right maybe I won't kill you (laughs) yeah that's another like I don't understand I was kind of one of the Clint apologists because Mm -hmm. everybody who like just disliked Clint and hated him and they were like just hated him because of what happened on Vormir and I was like he didn't you know the part on um there's like Lion King bloopers or what we're referencing the Lion King a lot I know everything's (laughs) going back to the Lion King it always goes back to the Lion King but like Rafiki takes Simba and just throws him off the cliff (laughs) yes that's what people act like what that that's what people think happened at Vormir Mm -hmm. is Clint just took her and threw her (laughs) off the cliff um which but like no like he tried to jump like he tried I'm I'm not saying you know it shouldn't have not been Clint Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it should have been Clint that's just a hard situation for anybody yeah but like knowing that like you I mean he tried his best he really did to to stop her no I it's funny that you bring that up because so my whole 
thought process with that was like, I was definitely one of those, like, it should have been Clint people, but my Uh issue stemmed more, not like the character himself, but like Mm -hmm. the writer and directors, like their whole approach to like why they chose to save Clint over Natasha. They're like, oh, well, Clint has a family. And I'm like, well, so did Tony Stark. That's not a good reason. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's definitely a thing. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's like where my issues of that whole situation come from. But like, Uh, you also understand like for Natasha, her whole thing was like, and it also like brings her story like full circle, like Clint saved, you know, quote like technically like saved her from that life. Mm -hmm. Like he helped her get out. So she's kind of like repaying the favor in a way, like saving him so that he can go home to his family. Yeah. So like it works for her story wise. The, the reasonings that like the studio gave us like are no good. Yeah. Because like, yeah, the whole family part about like, and the whole Clint had a family and then like, so did Tony. So did Tony. And And technically so did Natasha, even though we hadn't seen her movie yet, like, so did she. And if the implication is that like her family was all dusted. Yeah. So why didn't she get to see them again after, after they reversed the snap? Like, come on, it's not a good reason. It's not a good reason. Uh, yeah. As much as I, as much as I love Marvel and as much as I love these movies, there's just like little things like that yeah. that I'm like infuriates me. Yes. <sighs> yes. It's like I recognize the council has made a decision, decision. but given that it's but a stupid, that- <laughs> a stupid decision. Yes. I can't I ignore it. To ignore it. Yes. I, I can't ignore it when you keep reminding me that Natasha's dead. Like every five minutes in this every show. Every five minutes. Of all the things, like, Eleanor literally started off saying, like, hey, Clint, remember Natasha? Don't let that happen to Kate. And he was like, okay, perfect. Thank you. Uh, I'll try not to. Like, thank you for that. Or, like, when when Maya asked, like, who killed Ronan? And Uh he says Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I was like okay and then Maya's like oh so the person who killed Ronan is dead like that that's super convenient I'm like we know she's dead we, we understand we know. it's like we, we know underst- we understand we want Natasha we don't want Natasha completely gone we want references made to her mm-hmm. but we don't want to have to watch her death scene and be reminded that she's dead Honestly. literally when they replayed okay so like every time that they replay like the music from when she dies it's like so the first time I it it, watching Endgame and when that scene happened I immediately recognized the song from from when it played in Infinity War and Gamora died but now it's become Natasha's song yeah (laughs) because like they keep especially in episode four they just kept reusing it over and over again like when he's remembering her and then when he looks over and Kate's hanging off the side of the building and they play that I'm like you guys are going way too far way too far I know Ugh. the parallels I know kill me absolutely know. kill me and another uh, speaking of parallels mm-hmm. and and the the roof um I could be complete coincidence Natasha or not Natasha Yelena's hair yes and the braid mm-hmm. looked a lot like Natasha's when she when they first meet mm-hmm together in Black Widow and like are having a a sister fight you know yep yeah their, their little a sister, loving <laughs> loving sister brawl um, yes yeah but absolutely but I saw that and thought oh the the parallels to Natasha here are just like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. they're everywhere 
And then when you think about, I saw some people saying like, oh, maybe Natasha dyed her hair blonde to like, you know, for, for Yelena, even though Yelena wasn't like dead yet, but like still like to kind of have that connection to her sister, like with the hair and the vest. Um, Yes. Here's a question. Does Yelena ever get her vest back? Because Natasha didn't take it to Vormir. No, she, oh my goodness. That would be, okay. I genuinely want to know just because like, funny like happy terms like Yelena and her vest so cute like we love the vest yeah but then you know the story behind the vest and mm-hmm. you know that like she gave it to Natasha and now Natasha's dead and you're like yeah what did like ha- does she get it back and if she does is it like here's all that's left of your um your sister basically mm-hmm. and it, like like is it ruined for her now like I know. that's so sad to think about I know but like, I, 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 I low-key want her to get her vest back because she was like, did you know that this is the first piece of clothing I ever bought for myself? Mm-hmm. Yep. It was so sweet. Yep. So. And then like, like you said, like it's a piece of her sister that she'll have back because, you know, yeah. that's, we saw the first time we see the vest is when Natasha's wearing it in Infinity War. You know, it was yeah. Natasha's vest, but now we know it's actually, it was actually Elena's. And so knowing yes. that like she had that with her while she was on the run, so I, yes. I I want her to get her vest back because then that's like something that she can share with with Natasha, not just yes. not just the braid. Although the braid, that whole the braid thing is like adorable. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. The braid. And then it's and then just like going back to the whole parallel about like Clint being like the best shot I ever took was the one I didn't take. Yes. Then having it basically, you know, having the next generation of Hawkeye and Black Widow just right there in front of us. doing the same thing? hmm Oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw up. I love it so much. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. So, it's so pure. So it's so happy. Pure. I know. I know. Although, thankfully, it doesn't seem like, because um, Clint was like, oh, you know, I could tell that, like, she wanted out of the life she was living. It thankfully doesn't seem yeah. that Yelena's, like, doing anything under duress. So yeah, that is true. There's, there's that. And Yelena at the moment, um, even though we might not want her to like go after them, it's back to the you have to like understand the characters and like their intentions in the moment. Mm-hmm. And at this moment, you know, she killed one of the only people that I was ever close to that right. I considered a sister. Like they killed, or not they, but like Clint killed. Mm-hmm. Natasha and like that's all that she knows about it yeah so yeah in that moment but but like I said I like they they need to have a good long talk mm-hmm. and and talk it out and then they can be buddies yes. yes yes oh my god I I'm very excited about them being best friends I'm like excited. it's gonna be and if they don't give it to us then we'll just have to make our own content about this yeah we yeah. will we, we're I, gonna like, do it for real, like, when was it? Just, like, this summer, I mm. remember it was, like, the first time that we ever, like, kind of connected and, like, made stuff together. It was, yeah. like, duets of videos of, like, mm-hmm. Kate and Yolanda and the one where, like, it was Florence Pugh talking. Yeah, She was, like, and don't you dare say you have plans. Move the plans. Yeah. And it was, like, Yolanda trying to plan something with Kate after she yeah. decides not to murder her. <laughs> that, yes. 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 stuff like that I need to and, see it and the thing is that's like I feel like that's totally the energy yes. like that's totally the energy it's like 
the the slightly when and I feel like it's the same dynamic that like Clint and Natasha have when it's like you're like a skilled archer but you know that your Russian assassin best friend could like totally murder you destroy you yes <laughs> it's like always feeling like that's your best friend but you always feel slightly threatened you're a little bit them. you're a little bit worried you always want to keep one eye open um yes <laughs> because they are still trained killers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes it's great it's great. oh they're so they're so lovely I love them <laughs> I like the parallels between Kate and Clint and, and Natasha and Yelena are, I, I love them so much. It's I a beautiful could, thing. Could... <laughs> and I feel like, yes. I'll, I'll say this too about, about um, Kate and Yelena. I feel like this is a good, not, not, I guess supplement is the word I'm looking for. Cause we always wanted to know like what happened in Budapest and like how Clint and Natasha met. And we got a little bit of that from Hawkeye and from Black Widow, um, mm-hmm. the, the show and movie respectively. And I feel like Marvel is kind of giving us uh, a different version of that. Cause like, you know, we have uh. the parallels between the two duos. And so we kind of do get to see a Hawkeye and a Black Widow meeting and how their friendship forms and everything like from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. yeah and that's cool that's cool to see because I know for the longest time um like nobody knew what happened in Budapest yeah. and everybody yeah. had th- there were like fix about what happened in Budapest I've seen mm-hmm. posts about what happened in Budapest but like to know that it was literally just like Natasha and Clint bonding an event for like three yes. days straight was and there were st- like they played tic-tac-toe they they and then and then Clint like actually being in the vents is like canon now. It's like canon. It, it has to be because I know yeah. that, that was like a big like 2012 Avengers like yes. domestic Tumblr. Yes. Peak Tumblr was like the domestic Avengers phase. Mm-hmm. But yep. yeah, just kind of seeing the friendship form between the Black Widow and the Archer that like we didn't get to see as much of like with Natasha and Clint. Like that'll be fun to see. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. And I am grateful to Marvel for giving that to us, but please, please don't screw it up. Don't, don't, don't hurt me. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like trusting you, Marvel. We're trusting you with this. Like, please, like, just, just give us something good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cause if those two, cause I know like we're all convinced that like Kate and Elaine are going to be best friends, but like if for whatever reason, Marvel doesn't make them best friends mm-hmm. I I'm gonna just live in denial like what I know for real like I know that like I sent like this entire year I've been like they're gonna be best friends they are gonna they're gonna go shopping and make cookies and and watch movies. but like what if they actually just hate each other yeah. what if they they like never get over it and like just genuinely cannot stand each other and then yeah. we're just like oh no I then we'll just treat it the same way we've been treating like Tony's death and Natasha's death like it's there but it's not real it's not real it's not real definitely not no I had even the possibility hasn't even been in my mind that they like just might not be the best friends in -hmm. the entire world it's just like it's going to happen and that's the only option that there is there has not been the possibility of like they hate each other no it's true and like it's like that audio, the the Yelena audio. It's like, <laughs> you mean to tell me the best part of my life? Part of my is life fake? is fake. That's gonna be, 
that oh my goodness that that's the only reaction that is appropriate if they don't end up being best friends mm-hmm. no it's it's uh, marvel all i'm gonna say is you've been warned <laughs> this is your only warning this is Give us Kate this and is Yelena best friends with their with their dogs <laughs> and, and that's it <laughs> so much potential so much potential there really is well, that's it for this episode of the Fandom Report. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and thank you so much, Hannah, for joining us. Uh, are there any other are there any other like theories, thoughts that you have about the show before we before we sign off? I think we covered a lot, actually. Yeah. Like basically all the th- so many thoughts. Um, thank you so much for for having me. This is like first time little old me's done anything like this oh no thank you so much for joining like definitely like when I was like all right I'm gonna like bring the podcast back I was like I have to bring Hannah on like I like you guys if you're not following Hannah on TikTok like I don't know what you're doing with yourselves because she her content like I it's one of the TikTok accounts that like I genuinely love so much like she's so great and she deserves like all the love so definitely go follow her if you have not already I'm gonna put her uh link in in the description box below so make sure you click that link and you hit the follow button because Hannah is amazing and thank you so much for for joining us on this on this podcast the sweetest you're the sweetest All right, everybody. Again, thank you for joining us in this episode, and I will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.